Hello, and welcome to Romancing the Amazon. I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. Each week, we pick a romance novel that's being offered for free in the Kindle store on Amazon. We read it and we review it for you guys. We're starting a new theme! Yay! Raw, raw! <laughs> How appropriate, because we are starting our sports romance theme. Hooray? <laughs> Olé! <laughs> I haven't read much sports romance. We did two books last season, I mm-hmm. believe, Hot as Puck and Huddle With Me Tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the only two sports romances I have read. Ever? Ever. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Melody is in for something new this theme, which is exciting. Um, I've read more. It's not one I tend to seek out. It yep. tends to crop up elsewhere, either in an author's backlog, Mm -hmm. and I've enjoyed their work enough, I'm willing to pick up the sports romance, or it's part of a series, and Mm -hmm. that one in particular is sports. It's one I enjoy when I come across it, but I never deliberately seek it out. So it'll be interesting to see when we're choosing them how Mm -hmm. it goes. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to say, sports romances are usually contemporary. Yes. (laughs) Almost always. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and it's almost always the hero who is a sports person. Yes. yes. In order to be a sports romance, a sport of some kind has to be a large feature of the novel to mm-hmm. the point where if you took it out, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Frequently, this is one of the protagonists is an athlete. Mm-hmm. But it could just be that they're involved with a sport in some other format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't necessarily have to be a professional athlete. As long mm-hmm. as they are thoroughly involved yes. in rec league or something. Yeah. I have read another sports romance. What was it? I don't remember. It was football. And I have a picture of my cat sniffing the edge of the book <laughs> as I'm reading it. But I don't remember the book. <laughs> it's not the bromance book club, was it? No. Oh, well. But you have read one. I have. And that's the important takeaway. <laughs> so as we said, the sport must play a role in the book. Um, it's it's best when it plays a role in the romance, but it really can just develop the character of one or both mm-hmm. main characters. But this is where a lot of sports romances fall down, because they'll tell you that the hero is this super baseball star and has to travel a lot for his job or whatever, and then you don't ever see him doing his job. Yeah. And you're like, it's not actually a sports romance. Yeah. If you market it as a sports romance... And your hero is an athlete and you never see them actually play or practice, then in my opinion, you failed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it can be any sport. Mm-hmm. When you're diving your toes into romance and sports romance, you often come across hockey, hockey and football. Yep. But look a little deeper and any sport. Any sport. Any sport you are interested in, someone has written a romance featuring those characters. I came yep. across a few like boxing and MMA Yep. Oh, that's a big one, actually. MMA. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those tend to lean a little darker than some of the other sports romances. With the Olympics coming up, with the Olympics this summer, I'm sure there would be gymnastics romances if you Mm -hmm. wanted to look for it. I've seen ice skating romances. And diving. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Swimming. I would like a water polo romance. (laughs) I'm sure there's one out there. Curling. Somewhere. Curling romance. Oh, yes. I've read one. (laughs) What? I kid you not. It was a male-male romance. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it's out there. If you're into sports, you can find it. And if you can't, you should write it. There you go.
So what I like about sports romances, when they're done well, is that one or both of the main characters have clear career goals, often yeah. because they are a professional baller, I'm going to say, because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's a really good point and something we can get into in tropes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you usually get awesome teammates or supporting characters yes. mm-hmm. if their sport is like a one-person kind of gig. I like the friend groups. You mm-hmm. get yeah. some really good friend groups, especially with the emphasis on teammates and mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And usually your characters have pretty good support systems, which I always mm-hmm. enjoy seeing. Oh, yeah. Yep. I also like when the sport... So my classic, when it's done well, I love it. When it's done wrong, it makes me annoyed. Uh So when the sport is worked in well with the plot and the story and the characters, that's really satisfying. Mm -hmm. And when it's not, I'm like, why did you label this a sports romance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the other favorite things for me about sports romances is that though it can be integral or should be integral to the plot and the characters and everything, you don't actually have to sit through a whole game. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you watch it on TV. Yep. Yeah. Well, and since it's, you know, you're reading a story and it's going to be highly fictionalized and depending on the plot, it's always going to be the highlight reels, right? Like you're never going to see the boring games. You're going to see the really awesome stuff. Uh Or the really bad stuff. Or the really bad stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. But either way, it's going to be dramatic and not just, oh, that was the most boring game I watched. What do you guys dislike about sports romances? I hate the heroine as a sports reporter. Don't know why, but it always bugs me. Really? Yes. Is it the way that the character is portrayed when she's a sports reporter? Maybe. Or that, I mean, and this may be true to life, but it's always a struggle for her. Mm. to be taken seriously, to do a good job because others are actively working against her or something. That's real life, unfortunately. No, and I don't like it. (laughs) It can be frustrating, especially since it is a real life thing. Sometimes stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's enough of a problem in real life, I'm like, I don't really want this at my entertainment right now. I have to be in the right mood for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and often... If she's a sports reporter and he's the big sports star, they're like, oh, we can't let it be known that we're having this romance because then we'll both be in trouble for reasons. And I don't like that either. Yeah. There's often the reasons they can't be together are sometimes frustrating. Mm-hmm. Or- Get a lot of cocky heroes Yep. Mm-hmm. in sports because it takes a certain level of confidence, frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that can get annoying. I get frustrated with the womanizer character yes. who doesn't fully evolve or change uh-huh. their attitude over the course of the story. Yeah. I need to believe that there's been genuine change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like we see a lot of the womanizer heroes or the, the heroes who start out as the womanizer within sports romance, and they don't always fully change enough for me to buy in. Mm-hmm. And as previously mentioned, it's really annoying when the sports person does not actually play their sport. So (laughs) what if the whole story is that your sports person has been injured and that's how they meet? See, that's different because at that point you want to see the athlete still loving their sport or trying to be involved somehow if, God forbid, it's a career-ending injury. Right. How can they still keep doing what they love even mm. though they have to change their career? Uh-huh. If it's not career-ending, do you expect to see them play before the book is over? Kind of, yeah. Usually. Just I mean, it, sure. would, it would depend on the situation, but I would, would. say I would expect to okay. see it by the end. All right. Even if it's just the epilogue. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I would say... 
my biggest dislike with sports romance is the really tricky thing because there's a balance the author has to do between assuming you have a certain level of familiarity with the sport and providing you with info dumping about the rules and how the game works. And it's really tough because you can't know that everyone comes in knowing the rules of basketball. Mm -hmm. But you also can't come in and give me like a full lowdown on basketball because that's not why I'm here. And some authors are really good at giving you just as much as you need to understand basketball, but others don't quite get that balance right. And Mm -hmm. when they don't, it's annoying. It's either I already know all of this, (laughs) you know, you're giving me all this unnecessary exposition, or it's I have no idea what's going on here, Uh and it's plot relevant, and so I'm lost. Yep. All right, and just in terms of sports that I don't usually enjoy reading about, the big ones are football and baseball. If they're well done, I can enjoy them, but in general, I don't prefer them. Yeah, I love baseball in real life, but to read about it could be kind of slow. Time for tropes, tropes, tropes. (laughs) So the man is almost always the athlete, Mm -hmm. which I think is less a reflection on romance and more of our society in general, not properly valuing female athletes as much as male ones. That's right. Show me the pro female soccer star and the male sports reporter. Hmm, Where's that book? (laughs) (laughs) I certainly haven't found it before. (laughs) We have a lot of... Friends to lovers. Yep. And enemies Mm -hmm. to lovers because you can also have like warring professional athletes who fall in love. Yep. Yes. Although that's that's in male-male romance, I have to say. But even, yeah, just in general though, we have a lot of antagonists to lovers where they're against each other for Mm -hmm. some reason. Maybe Mm -hmm. she's a sports reporter who (laughs) did a bad story about him or, (laughs) you know, she's been hired onto the team and like if she hooks up with somebody, she's going to lose her job or Mm -hmm. I don't... Uh I don't know, but there's often reasons they start out against each other or disliking each other. Yeah, there's a lot of second chance romance as well because Mr. Hotshot Athlete has broken her heart when he leaves to go play college ball (laughs) and then comes back to small town. Yes. (laughs) True. Lots of variations on that. I feel like hurt comfort is a big one in sports because, as you mentioned... Injuries. Yes. Yes. Um. We have a fair number of one-night stands that end up becoming something more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where, where a lot of friends with benefits that kind of goes yeah. hand in hand, mm-hmm. I think. Because the one-night stand is supposed to be a one-time thing, and then they're it like, turns into oh. a two-night thing. And then, or, right. or you walk into the office the next day, and, oh, it's the new physical therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yep. And, oh, we won the game the next day, so I guess this one-night stand needs to be a regular occurrence because now she's my lucky charm. Oh, that's a that's, pretty pretty uh, common oh. trope. Uh-oh. <laughs> a lot of superstition in Very sports. Very superstitious. Yes. <laughs> a lot of siblings' friends. Yes. Yep. I was about to say that so much, but she's my best friend's little sister, and they're yep. off limits. <laughs> my older brother's best friend. Uh-huh. Um, and in terms of male-male romance coming out, oh, yeah. that yes. is often one of the biggest conflicts in the book. Yeah. Yep. A lot of um, playboys, ladies' man, uh-huh. man, <laughs> man about town yes. type character. 
Yeah, and the heroine is almost always like the girl next door mm-hmm. or, you know, a cool girl. It's I guess sometimes she's like super duper awkward and doesn't know what a ball looks like. But that tends to be more contemporary romance, though, when we see those awkward heroines. Yeah, but if I would say more like... often the woman knows what she's about, has, mm-hmm. you know, very confident air and attitude and yeah. stands up against uh, the hero very, very well. Which ties in what with what Zoe was saying earlier about how we have a lot of career women. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, women who are very focused on their careers and their jobs and have gotten really far yep. mm-hmm. in their careers, which is refreshing to read about. It yes. is. Oh, mm-hmm. sports as metaphor. Oh. oh. Yeah. Talk to us about sports <laughs> yes, as metaphor. Yes, please. <laughs> well, I can't think of any specific examples now that I've said it, where each game we do see or each portion of a game we do see teaches the athlete some important lesson that can be applied to the romance. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Or vice versa. Something in the romance has taught them an important lesson that can be applied to relationships with the teammates, with the coaches, something to do on the field, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like sports movies, you also see a lot of emphasis on teamwork and hard work. And yep, a lot yep. of those themes that you would see in a sports movie will crop up in yep. sports romance. Let's talk about some authors. Do you have any favorites? I do. All of mine are male male. They are Samantha Wayland, who's probably my top sports romance author. And she doesn't only write male male, but they're big. Um, anyway, Avon Gale and a little bit Amy Lane. She's only got a few sports romances, but they're mm-hmm. probably my favorites of hers. And these would be hockey romances, right? Almost all of them. Amy Lane, my favorite sports romances of hers are soccer. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I think Susan Elizabeth Phillips is one of the big ones. I think hers are football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Rachel Gibson writes hockey romances. Yes, she's a big name. J.C. Burton. J.C. Wells. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, might be pronounced Occasionally, Jackie. you get an author who does a lot of other stuff who writes a one-off sports romance. Um, Nalini Singh, who we've talked about yeah. in our Paranormal episode, um, she has written some contemporaries, and some of them feature rugby players. Yes. Mm-hmm. The ones I've read are ex-rugby players. Yes. I'm not sure they quite count as sports romance because right. they are, in fact, ex Oh, no. It's definitely a billionaire romance. <laughs> but I think there was one that was... About a currently current rugby player. That makes sense because yeah. in the billionaire one, they go to watch one of the brothers play rugby. So I bet he has a book that is definitely a sports romance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also found L. Kennedy. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. L. Kennedy is a big author. She's got some. I saw a lot of Pippa Grant. And we know from last season that Lily Valenti, who wrote Hottest Puck, has mm-hmm. a whole series. Mm-hmm. Bad Mother Puckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carly Phillips has a few. Since it's not one I seek out, it's not one where I know all the authors yep. off the top of the head. It's more, you know, I pass an author and I know that name is mostly sports, uh-huh. but that usually means I skip over it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Well, do you guys have a favorite sports romance or sport in a romance and why? Hmm. 
I've read hockey and football. And, and did you prefer one over the other? Probably. Purely for the sport? Probably hockey, but I liked that book better. I feel like I tend to go for hockey and football, okay. which is interesting because football is not my favorite sport to watch. I would no. much rather watch basketball, but I don't usually enjoy basketball romances as much. I haven't seen that many basketball romances. They aren't as common. Yeah. Maybe the heroes are too tall, except that mm-hmm. we regularly come across 6'5 heroes in these Highlander romances <laughs> yeah. and everywhere oh. else. So I, one of the things that I'm interested to see in sports romances is how they handle away games because Mm. baseball in particular i know a lot most sports do like road trips but baseball in particular they're away from home for Mm. weeks at a time it's just a long they spend a lot of time away from home away from their wives away from their girlfriends so how is that going to translate in a Mm. romance novel is it going to be off season we we see a lot more time skips Yeah. yeah In sports romance than other genres that often have everything like a couple weeks just clustered uh-huh. together. It's yeah. like, oh, two weeks or whatever. Uh-huh. That You don't see that here. It usually tends to be over time so that they can be like, oh, and they were away for three weeks and came back and then they pick <laughs> up the story again. Uh-huh. Huh. Although you can get really good phone conversations or mm-hmm. distance conversations. I should and, hope so. And it's often a source of conflict yeah, in absolutely. the novel, as it would be for mm-hmm. real life people. You yeah. know, that's a lot of work. What is the most obscure sport that you've come across in sports romance? Besides curling? I mean, <laughs> curling is probably your winner here. Hmm. <laughs> I have read an ice skating one. Uh-huh. A couple oh, yeah. of ice skating ones. That's yeah. probably the most obscure one. Most of the ones I've read have been like hockey or football. Rowing. I have read a whole series. <laughs> you have not. I was yes, joking. Of rowing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to have to pick some good ones so Uh that Melody can expand her (laughs) repertoire. Oh, boy. That's right. We're going to shake it up. We're not going to do only football. We'll have maybe one football. Yeah, I think we should try and get a different sport each time. Yeah. Agreed. All right. You heard it here first. (laughs) We won't pick the same sport or else. Next week, we'll be reading Blocked, Gold Hockey Book One by Elise Faber. This is her shot. Britt has the chance to make history by being the first female goalie to play for an NHL team, the San Francisco Gold. So when she is introduced to Stefan, the Gold's captain, she is determinedly not interested. (laughs) Stefan is sexy, charming, and has a publicly documented list of conquests a mile long. But Brit is unwilling to risk mixing business with pleasure, even when that business is wrapped up in a six-foot-plus gorgeously muscled package. (laughs) When management pushes Brit and Stefan together in an effort to gain good press for the beleaguered team, Brit finds that her carefully calculated disinterest doesn't mask her body's desires. The more she falls for Stefan, the more she risks her career. Will she be able to have it all, a starting position and the heart of the captain? Or will she lose everything? I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share it with your friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, all the podcast places. 
There is a link to our next read in the show notes so you can read along and join us next week to hear our thoughts. <gasps> Lacrosse! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Catch you next time. <laughs>